Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Wednesday, December 20th. Brace yourself, more tax hikes are coming your way in 2024. We find out where you'll be shelling out more of your hard-earned dollars from Franco Terrazano, Federal Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Planning for Calgary's Ring Road started back in 1953. Well, 70 years later, the project is finally complete. Our on-air contributor Dave McIver gassed up and hit the newly completed road on Tuesday, and we get his full review. And finally, throughout the year, our Mornings with Sue and Andy team has been comparing prices at grocery stores in the city. And we took one more trip to the store to see if any price relief can be found as we count down to the end of 2023. Canadian Taxpayers Federation has released its annual New Year's tax changes report. So what can Canadians expect in 2024? Joining us to talk about it is Franco Terrazano, Canadian Taxpayers Federation Federal Director. Hi, Franco. Hey guys, thanks for having me on this morning. Thanks for joining us. Got an email from you this morning. Says Smith must extend gas tax suspension. You're talking about the Alberta government. They suspended the provincial fuel tax last year, but are implementing that back into effect for the new year. And you're saying no way, Premier, cut it out. Yeah, come on. I mean, look, Premier Daniel Smith is right to take Trudeau to task on the carbon tax for making life more expensive for Albertans. But I mean, like the one thing that the premier, Miss Daniel Smith and the finance minister, Nate Horner, the one thing that they can actually do immediately to make life more affordable for Albertans is just not raise gas taxes, right? Like they spend so much energy, rightly, I think, bashing Trudeau's carbon tax increases. And now they're going to turn around yeah. and raise their own gas tax on Albertans. I mean, come on. Uh, but Catch-22, Franco, is, uh, within your note, written by you, sent out this morning, they're going to hike it to $0.09 cents per litre, not the 13. So we do have yeah. a bit of a break, and, you know, maybe we have a better advantage than the other provinces and territories. <laughs> you know, they're kind of spinning it like, hey, you'll save $0.04, cents. you'll Woo! save $0.04. Cents. <laughs> yeah, come on. No, 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 you're raising the gas tax by $0.09 cents per litre. And you know what? You know what's kind of crazy about this whole thing? The UCP government is getting outflanked by new Democrats. You know what I mean? Like the Alberta NDP is saying, don't do this. People are still struggling. And I agree with them on this one. But also in Manitoba, the new NDP government in Manitoba is completely suspending its 14 cents per liter gas tax on January 1. Not only that, the Liberals in Newfoundland and Labrador, they're keeping gas tax cuts in place. And so are the progressive conservatives in Ontario. So this is a this is a bad look for Premier Daniel Smith. Let me tell you. So before we get into 2024 and what that looks like, Franco, do you think is she holding off and is she going to give us a little Christmas present? Is this all part of the plan? Do you suppose? I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I mean, she doesn't have too much time to make it on Santa's nice list, does she? <laughs> so she's got to act pretty quick here. But unfortunately, look, the finance minister, Nate Horner, just released a statement saying that they're going to raise gas taxes to nine cents per liter January 1. So I don't know who's giving Daniel Smith, you know, this advice. I don't know if there's a paper pusher in the bureaucracy who wants to raise taxes or I don't know if it's the finance minister, Nate Horner himself, who wants to raise gas taxes in Alberta. Franco Darazano is Canadian Taxpayers Federation Federal Director uh, joining us this morning. You can find out more about what he does at taxpayer.com. Uh, let's uh, look at, uh, we've been focusing on gas uh, as of January 1st. Beyond gas and beyond January 1st, what other changes can Canadians expect in 2024? 
Well, I, I must sound like the Grinch today, huh? Because <laughs> I'm bringing some bad news, and I'm sorry, folks. But look, the federal government is is not helping you out, okay? I mean, on Jan 1, payroll taxes are going up. So what you pay into the CPP, what you pay into the EI, the federal government is actually bringing in a second CPP mandatory contribution. So look, next year, I, I hate to say this, but you can expect to lose an extra 347 bucks from your paycheck on those payroll taxes compared to what you paid this year. And that even underscores just how much money you're going to be losing from your paycheck in total. The total payroll tax bill uh, for someone making, let's say, $73,000 next year will be about $5,100 gone from your paycheck in 2024. Again, we're talking with Grincho Terrazano. Um, <laughs> like, this is just at a time where people are really struggling, and I think the majority of people are struggling. Yep. Is, government just seems so incredibly tone deaf at all levels, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I've read the news. I hear that Calgary property taxes are also going up, right? Yep. I hear Edmonton property taxes are going up. We're talking about the Smith government and finance minister Nate Horner raising gas taxes. I can't believe I even had to say that out loud. And 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 you know what? All this could probably drive you to drink. I know it's uh, 730 in the morning, so <laughs> I know you don't want to do it just yet. But, folks, if this could drive you to drink, more bad news because the Trudeau government is also raising booze taxes oh, next year. No. Wow. I know. You're killing us here. And the rate of the flu is up and vaccinations are down. Any other bad news? Uh, no. Uh, but one more. We've got about a minute, but I'm going to again uh, play the role of the devil's advocate, Franco. We all know that the cost of everything is up. The government does uh, help us, and that's the whole point of government, to help us with services. The cost for them to do business has gone up as well, so they have to pass the buck to somebody, and it's us. Well, that doesn't mean they have to raise the carbon tax. You know what I mean? Like, like the federal government's raising the carbon tax again. They just put in a second carbon tax this Canada Day. Look, next year in Alberta, and Albertans are really getting hit hard by the carbon tax. It impacts your guys' economy uh, quite a lot. I mean, the carbon tax next year will cost the average home in Alberta about 900 bucks more than what they're getting back in rebates, right? And, and the problem with these tax increases that we're saying, seeing it's almost a double whammy from the feds. Because on the one hand, they're taking money away from your paycheck with their payroll tax increases. And then on the other hand, they're making life more expensive with what you have less of that paycheck to buy with taxes like the carbon tax. Brace for impact is right. Franco, appreciate you breaking it down for us. It is what it is. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, everyone, have a a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for having me on today. Same to you. Thanks so much. Franco Terrazano, Canadian Taxpayers Federation Federal Director. It's a big day yesterday. Uh, We've been waiting since the 50s for the (laughs) entire ring road to be completed. And our on-air contributor, Dave McIver, eh, took a little tour. I did. And it wasn't without its hiccups, that's for sure. Really? It's supposed to be easy. It's all open, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I heard. Somebody was yelling in the newsroom yesterday morning, The ring road is open! (laughs) It wasn't? Uh, Well, I'll detail that in the feature, Sue. But uh, I will say before we uh, throw to that here that, uh, man, this is going to make getting to the trans 
Canada Highway, just so easy for people on the south and southwest and southeast side of the city for that and matter. Keep all the big trucks off our main oh, roads, yeah. like our inner be, city uh, roads. It's going to be awesome. So, uh, yeah, went out there yesterday, and, uh, of course, uh, we have some of the newsmakers who are chatting about it as well and uh, detailed a little bit about uh, my journey to the Ring Road, which uh, had its hiccups. It is now fully open, but uh, here it is. It was finally time. I made my way from our radio home on 17th Avenue to 37th Street Southwest. From there, it was off to Glenmore Trail. As I merged onto Glenmore, the excitement was building. I would drive the final completed portion of the Ring Road, the West Ring Road. It would only be a matter of time before I would drive past the exit to Highway 8 and make my way north towards the Trans-Canada Highway. Well. Apparently, me and about 15 other vehicles missed the memo. As of 10.30 yesterday morning, the portion connecting the Southwest and West Ring Road hadn't quite opened up. So, we made our way down Highway 8 to turn around. But I would not be denied. I got back onto Glenmore Trail, up Crowchild Trail to University Drive, and it was off to 16th Avenue Northwest. After about a five-minute cruise, there it was. The exit to Stony Trail South. As I merged onto the four-lane highway, I had made it. Nine kilometers of six and eight-lane divided highway, six interchanges, 24 bridges. The West Ring Road twins the Bow River Bridge, carrying Stony Trail over the Bow River to accommodate current and future traffic demand. Transportation Minister Devin Dreeshen says this completes the 100-kilometer ring road first envisioned by social credit government of the 1950s and moved along by Peter Lougheed. Back in the 70s, he actually had the, the foresight to set aside land to build a transportation utility corridor uh, to make this highway that we're standing on here a reality. An efficient modern transportation network sends a strong signal that Alberta is open for business and we will compete with other jurisdictions to attract people and investments here in our province. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith says with the changes to our city over the years, the fully completed ring road will make transportation around Calgary that much easier. Calgary's population has grown significantly since those early planning stages and so has the number of commuters who will finally enjoy the full benefits of this complete free-flowing ring road. And it will make it that much easier for parents who work in the north to make it on time to their kids' soccer games in the south and it will mean that folks heading to uh, Canmore or Banff from the east or from the south can easily and seamlessly skirt city traffic to make it to the mountains that we all love to see as we drive. As for the city, Mayor Jody Gondek says Calgary contributed $25 million for connections to the West Ring Road, and they will be monitoring to make the drive optimal for users. There's new roadway, pathway, and sidewalk connections that were constructed to provide safe and efficient access to the West Ring Road, including the widening of Bow Trail. Several key intersections, such as Bow Trail and Old Banff Coach Road, will monitor traffic flow and make signal timing changes 24-7 as they are needed. And as for usage on the first day, in just the 10 minutes I've been sitting here on the side of the new West Ring Road by the Bow Trail exit, about 40 cars have passed going each way. Surely this road will be used more and more as Calgarians get used to the new transportation options. The 101-kilometer ring road is now fully open and ready to use. For QR Calgary, I'm Dave McIver. Whoop, whoop.
It was pretty fun. It's uh, I tell you. Smooth. Did baby. you want to skateboard on yeah. it? I wanted to rollerblade on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not much of a skateboarder. I don't have great Me either, balance. Me either. Nor would I really rollerblade, but I always want to rollerblade yeah, or roller skateboard on it. I don't have rollerblades, but yeah. man, it was I so do. smooth. Oh man, I want to go drive it again today, but wow. I live on the south side. Well, so. I do know that my weekend is now planned. <laughs> Are you going to drive the ring road? How many times? 101 kilometers. How yeah. many times can I do that? I don't know. It's a lot of math for do me. Think about sure. it. And if you do the math, if you're driving 105, it's still going to take you about 53 minutes. It's good it's, math, eh, Sue? I know that's <laughs> over my head, but it is well worth that. That's a good get out and do a little holiday. You know what? Put the kids in the car, drive the ring road. They're forced to talk to you for almost an hour. Well, also, they'll be envy of their <laughs> friends. They can mention that they're the ones that they've already done the whole ring road. Yeah, that's how we'll get Summer's first words out. We'll go on the ring road this uh, Nice. This She'll be sound three. asleep. Yeah, she will. She yeah. always is. Nice. What's in your cart? Uh, we're not trying to be. Yours. We're not trying to be nosy. What's in your wallet? This is something that was at the very beginning of this year, maybe in February or March, we kicked things off. I do remember because we flipped from, uh, you know, uh, we moved to, to QR Calgary mm -hmm. on 107 FM Talk on FM, and uh, just so happened to kind of coincide with our first grocery store comparison, which we've done a handful of times over the past year, uh, just to, to kind of track. Because it's fine to look at these numbers, uh, do these extensive interviews with the AgriFoods Analytics Lab, but literally, if you were to have five items, similar items, and go on the same day to different stores, what would you find? And we've had some great results and uh, some great interaction with you, the listener, as well, when we've done these comparisons. And we've talked about the fact that, you know, we've chatted with Sylvain Charlebois, and he talked about how grocery prices were, were probably never going to come down. And yet, as I look at these prices, so that we all went to a different location again, um, the prices are down. They appear to be down, yep. and in some cases, quite dramatically, especially when you can get a good sale. So, let's start at the top of the list. Andy, you went to Safeway. Break it down for us. Absolutely, and it's interesting. I, I think I, I have been to different grocery stores in the year, uh, past year for this uh, comparison, mm -hmm. but been to Safeway more so because it's around the corner from my house. It's where I do the majority of my uh, grocery shopping. So, it was interesting to me when I did find out that it, it, a couple of takeaways, milk, $4.49, and I look at everybody else's list, very similar, and I don't think that has changed on my Safeway comparisons. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if that's a dairy union thing, but the milk, two liters. Has been pretty stable, right? Yeah. yeah. One pound of ground beef for $8.42. I got a loaf of bread, and I believe it's just the bakery brand, $2.39. Could have got a better deal if I bought two. Uh, for that brings the price down to about buck ninety nine a loaf, but just the one loaf two thirty nine. Eggs at four dollars nineteen cents. The cheese was four ninety seven for a four hundred gram cracker barrel. That was a big time sale of four dollars mm. two cents off. My total twenty four dollars and forty six cents. And just a quick dive of previous Safeways on, on the year. That's the cheapest it's been at Safeway this year. So see, the prices seem to By be coming down, right? Okay, so that was Safeway with a total of twenty-four forty-six. Dave McIver, where did you go for exactly the same items? I went to No Frills in Queensland or Deer Run, whichever side it's on. I'm, I'm new to the community, folks. Uh, but it was a bit of a drop-off. But uh, last time I had went with a more expensive expensive cheese, I was down about a buck if I added From in. Last time. From the last time. Uh, milk, 449, very similar to Andy's. Uh, beef was up. Uh, last time I was there, it was 599, up 649. Bread, $1.99. Eggs, also up. Uh, they were 395. And uh, cheese, I also got a deal, Andy, at 399 to come in for a grand total of $20.91. Okay, so no frills winning so far. $20.91 for the same five items compared to Andy at Safeway, 2446. Reese, you hit the Superstore this That's time. That's right, around. yeah. Superstore milk, 
449, basically the same as everyone else. Beef came in at 749 for lean ground beef. I could pay an extra dollar if I want extra lean ground beef. Mm. Um, bread came in at the the no name brand at 199. Eggs 405, and cheese the no name brand at 497, giving me a total of 22 dollars 99 cents. And if we go back in time a little bit, um, back in September, Andy was at Superstore, came in at 20 dollars 45 so obviously he found a great deal at that point. And if we go all the way back to March, when I think we first started doing these comparisons, when Sue hit the Superstore, it was at 24 84. So really, uh, there's been a little bit of movement throughout the year that has dropped it a couple dollars. Uh, but still, I wouldn't say the Superstore is the best place overall to get your stuff. Okay, so so just to break down what we have so far, most expensive Safeway at twenty four forty six, next Superstore at twenty two ninety nine, Dave McIver at the No Frills at twenty dollars and ninety one cents, and I did Walmart this time around and I beat everybody. I managed to get my same five products for under twenty dollars, for compared to the last time in September. That's a savings of a good four bucks in total. Milk was four forty eight, beef at four ninety seven for a pound, bread a buck ninety seven, eggs. At 398 and cheese at 444. So again, coming in at $19.84 for those five products. So yeah, four bucks or so off the last time around. That's pretty good. So I mean, you know, the big box stores sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta go with them. Yeah, and if I'm looking back here again, all the way back to March 9th when I was at the Walmart, it looks like cheese was massively expensive at over eight dollars with a total of twenty-five seventy-three. So obviously Walmart is winning when we're looking mm-hmm. at how far the prices have come down over the course of the year. Walmart, the lowest of yeah. the four from yesterday. I got uh, two quick insights here because again, uh, we, we the chronicling that we're doing it today, but we did it March 9th, May 5th, and September 13th. Now my highest total today of $24.46 out of the crop. It's interesting because at $24.46, if we were to take it back to uh, take it back to our comparisons in March and May, that $24.46 would have been the lowest yeah. price of all. Yeah. And now it's the highest. Um, and one of the ways I've noticed, not on our list, because again, we looked at milk, beef, bread, eggs, and cheese. My toddlers love the uh, uh, Tetra Packs of apple juice, unsweetened. And I get them at Walmart because they're cheap and easy, mm-hmm. plain, unsweetened apple juice. It started off a couple of years ago at a dollar. And then over the course of the past 18 months, it went from a dollar to about, I want to say, a dollar 14, dollar 27. Last week, Week, it was a dollar thirty-eight for that liter of apple juice. This week on the rollback, it was a dollar. Okay. So when you, th- when you talk about it, it might not sound like much, but lobbing off thirty-eight cents on an item that was a dollar thirty-eight. Product. So what I, what I think is uh, not necessarily for for me, and I'm not sure if you uh, guys felt the same way, but it's not so much all prices are lower, but the sales are more fruitful. There's mm-hmm. there's more sale items at the grocery stores I've been to. Th- that's what I noticed as well, is there was more options for things on sale mm-hmm. there. And while, you know, ground beef had gone up and not, you know, not much like 50 cents, but, um, and cheese had gone up or was it eggs? Eggs had gone up. The cheese was uh, on, on for a deal and the bread was on for a deal as mm-hmm. well. So uh, if you go to No Frills, there, there usually is some pretty good ones. And those no-name brands, President's Choice yeah. brands are a great deal not and they are high quality usually they're made by some of the same companies that are making yeah, the yeah. name brand yeah, look at so, the label on the back it tells yeah. you who makes it absolutely if you're finding a deal on some of those definitely worth cashing in so just to uh, reiterate what happened there highest was Safeway at 2446 next up Superstore 2299 no frills $20.91 Walmart coming in tops 
with those same five products under $20 at $19.84. So yeah, let us know what you're finding. And have you noticed, because before we did this comparison, I was noticing that, you know, and for me, again, it took me a while to, and you put the pieces together when you look at something like this comparison, that it was the option to have more sale items. And maybe I could switch products and get a better deal. But I personally did notice, kind of subconsciously, the prices have crept down a bit. But I'm wondering if everybody else has noticed it. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to be a lot lower than it is now. That. But. But if we're trending lower, we're going in the right direction yeah. at least. So what, what are your findings? Let us know your own personal grocery store comparison and cart comparison. 403-974-8255. Love to hear your thoughts.